0: Hi and welcome to The Strad Podcast. I'm Davina Shum, I'm a cellist and I'm the online editor at The Strad. Playing as a principal player in a string section of an orchestra certainly has its challenges, but how do you learn how to lead a section? There's plenty of tuition on audition preparation and orchestral repertoire for students, but I doubt many string players attend a class called Leading 101 while at college. It's certainly a job that comes with gained experience and feedback. Here to share his learning experiences of leading a section is violist Daniel Foster, Daniel joined the National Symphony Orchestra in Washington, D.C. in 1993 and was appointed to Principal Viola in 1995, sitting next to his father, who was Associate Principal. As he reaches an important milestone of 30 years with the NSO, have a listen to his approach and philosophy on leading a string section. Daniel, welcome to the Strad Podcast. So congratulations on performing with the National Symphony Orchestra for over 30 years now. This is in Washington, D.C. Many of those years you've performed as principal violist. So it's quite an interesting topic talking about learning how to lead a section because I don't think string players necessarily get sat down and learn how do you lead a section. A lot of the time you learn how to do it by being on the job and getting feedback from your colleagues, both positive and negative. So, you know, tell me a little bit about your history starting to lead sections. You know, you must have started at some point. What were the sort of learning experiences you had?
1: Well, one thing I have to say is that even if you have experience leading a section when you're younger, either in your youth orchestra or in college or at some festival in the summer, there's a it- big gap I found between doing that and then going into the professional world and being uh, a leader of a section. And the gap is really about the experience of the ensemble that you're a part of. So when you're in school, youth orchestra, everyone is pretty much in the same boat in terms of experience with some differential. So when you play a piece of music, everybody has pretty much the same exposure to it. For most people, it's the first time they've played it, say, in a youth orchestra. Yeah. Even in college, maybe you've played it one time other than that time, but that's usually where you are. And so if you have the characteristics of being a fast learner, somebody who wants to go the extra mile in terms of preparation, you can quickly find yourself to be among your peers, the expert, and feel f- fairly comfortable that you've prepared enough and you know enough to be able to, to lead. When you get into a professional situation, now you're playing something for the first time and everybody else has played it for the 20th time. That's mm. a big, big difference. It's a whole new ball game when you get into the professional world.
0: What I find quite interesting is that, for example, principal auditions, can be quite grueling you know you'll be expected to play very advanced excerpts including a lot of orchestral solos Uh, you'll have to prepare your concerto set pieces as well and that might not necessarily be indicative of how you interact with people in your section as you mentioned before you might be playing this piece for the first time and they've played it many times before so what kind of traits do you think are necessary in a good string leader, even though you know, you might be a wonderful player, what kind of qualities do they need to bring to enable their section to want to play well under this leadership?
1: Yeah, that's a that's a great question and after being a principal player for 29 years, it's something I'm still trying to learn more about all the time. For me to say I have the answers is maybe I'm still searching <laughs> for the answers, however, I do think that, as you said, the playing of the solos and all of that is something that people expect you to be able to do. And obviously if that's something you struggle with, that's gonna affect people. But really for your section, there's a lot of other things that really matter to them more than those mm-hmm. uh, couple of moments when you have a solo. That, that really is not the concern of your team. And so for me, when I started, I was very young and very, New at it. And the pressure I felt for myself was a lot about measuring up playing wise when I was exposed. And I have a hundred of my colleagues listening to me to prove that I have a level of playing that I deserve to be there. So it was very sort of me focused. But over a period of years, I, I started to recognize that I'm really in the service business and it's about. Not just sort of thinking about what the needs of the section are, but anticipating the needs of the section. Mm-hmm. So it really means putting on the hat of a section player and sort of imagine, okay, I'm preparing my music. I've got a rehearsal next week. I'm, I'm looking at the part. If I was a section player, what would be the things that I have questions about? What are the things that I could use some clarity about? so i should be thinking about that as the as the principal player so that i can anticipate what questions i may get so that i'm prepared to give an intelligent answer, a helpful answer. when i don't have the answer, then i can ask the conductor. i personally like to try to take care of as much stuff in house as possible without the conductor has plenty to do without answering Uh, some, a lot of section specific questions, unless it really is necessary to take it there. So I try to be prepared with with solutions or answers. And if a question comes up that I have not expected, one thing I've learned is that it's better to give no immediate answer and think about it and ultimately give a good answer than trying to solve the problem fast and giving a sort of ill-considered solution that then has to be revisited so if somebody asks something and and i really don't know the answer i'll say you know that's a good question let me uh let me let me try to sort that out and i'll i'll get that figured out maybe after the break or you know something like that
0: yeah and i suppose you hope that you're surrounded by players in the section who are open-minded to allow you to do that, right so that you know <laughs> you're not being demanded of answers straight away and and hopefully they can observe what you're doing. Yeah. but I mean, what would you do in a situation where, that may not be the case, because I know that as a section leader, you have to be a very strong communicator with your peers, but also with other section leaders, with the conductor, as you mentioned. You know, what happens when you have slight disagreements, or you're having to deal with particular personalities within your section, you know, keeping the peace?
1: It's a challenge, and it's easy for me to say now, looking back at 29 years, but I think that you need to have A bigger picture view of those types of things. You create trust over time, so people need to see that you will do what you say, that they can count on you, and the trust then builds up. I mean, you have to have that. If I don't give an answer to something, there has to be trust that the answer will come, um, and it will be a, a good one. In the moment when things are happening, you can't immediately necessarily make everything right right then you have to like stick to first principles trust yourself as long as again you have that mindset that you're there to help your section players do their job i mean you're you're trying to make it as easy as possible for your section to do the job that they have
0: that's a really important point isn't it i remember speaking to a former teacher of mine who said as he was a cello section leader and he said that it's sort of his job to enable the section to play out. So for him, that meant he didn't necessarily, you know, he wasn't gonna be playing super loud over everyone. Like being principal doesn't mean that you're the one playing everything the most. You have to sort of take a slight step back,
1: right? You you can, I mean, you have to gauge the situation and what's called for it. Whatever it is that's gonna make your section Comfortable and free and confident. That's what's called for. And that's that sort of instinct of the moment. But again, it's sort of as long as that's your mindset, is thinking about what would help my section. And you might be wrong, but at least if you have that basic mindset, then you'll probably be heading in the right direction most of the time. You also, you know, going back to your question about the the training or the learning, we learn a lot from observing other people doing it, and we can observe the things that we would do differently if we were doing it, and we can observe the things that we like and that we want to take from that. The easier part when you're observing is to notice things that bother you,
0: mm, you know. What not to do. <laughs> yeah,
1: but if, and that, and you can learn a lot from that, but, but if you can also go beyond that to the things that because when it's being done right, you can easily take it for granted because you don't think about it. That's when it's really flowing, Is like you're not thinking about one episode, it just feels easy. But if you can take a moment to say, why is this working or why do I like this? Rather than just taking for granted, you may like realize, oh, there's something happening here. It can be very subtle. I mean, for me, little details like how I use my bow, exactly where in the bow I start playing a particular phrase or something, it's all intentional, it's not
0: random. Mm. being quite mindful of what's going on so as you say you know you're not taking things for granted i yeah. guess always questioning like why did that work why is this going well and then you're able to pinpoint what works i have a question about advice to people wanting to go on to jobs leading sections you know obviously there's a lot of emphasis placed on audition preparation as I mentioned before, learning all your excerpts, your solos, your concertos, and then let's say you finally get a trial and it might be your first trial as a section leader and you turn up, what's a piece of advice that you would give to someone that's never had a principal trial before and let's say their playing is fine, but just to get them into the right mindset of how to act as a principal?
1: Sure. My first bit of advice is if you have a trial, don't do what I did when I had my first trial. (laughs) What was that? (laughs) Well, you know, it was um, was a circumstance where I was very young and the conductor had said the concern was lack of experience. We're going to have this trial. And so because I didn't have experience, that gave me some kinds of what I thought they needed to see from me. And so Mm -hmm. I tried to be a particular way. I ended up being way too... I was doing way too much like talking to the section. I was just doing way too much. Yeah, okay, yeah. Trying to show that I knew what was going on Mm -hmm. because I'd sort of been prepped to like, oh, they need to see X or Y. And so my biggest advice is to, first of all, just be yourself, be who you are, be authentic because it's either gonna work out or it's not gonna work out. But what they want is to hire the person that they saw. They don't want to hire somebody that turns out to be different than the person they saw. So you really have to be yourself. It's it, it's for your own benefit. It's for the benefit of the group. Because if you're not being yourself and then you get hired, then you're going to have to spend the next 20 years being something that you're not. That's, you know, that's yeah. no way to live. Um, Acting, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you have to try to trust that who you are is good enough. Now, the other side of that is that the preparation you put in is really really important that should be who you are Um, otherwise really it's not the position for you you want to be very sure that you're the most prepared person there at the at the rehearsal I mean that that always should be your your goals and that that like you know people have all different personalities you know all this but that's something that I think should be a, a given when you're trying to get a job you'll do anything to get a job and I understand that You'll twist yourself in a pretzel to get a job because you just want a job. I totally get that. But if you could talk to your, you know, 20 years younger self, you would always tell yourself, you know what? That's not the answer.
0: Yeah, you you should have just chilled out a bit more. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. you'll
1: find you'll find your spot. And like, you know, there are people who will like take an audition here and there, and they won't get this and they won't get that. And then when they finally get something, they're like, Oh, this is I'm so glad that I didn't get that other job because here I feel much more comfortable and, you know, yeah. so in retrospect, you can see these things. You can't see it from the, from the other when side. When you're in it for sure. Yeah. yeah.
0: It can feel like, Oh, you're just being scrutinized and you've got to do things to please everyone. Yeah. But I think what you said before is really important to remember. It's either going to work out or it's not. So if you are being yourself and for whatever reason that that's not what they're looking for, then, that's it, then at least you can move on and you're not spending the next 29 years of your life pretending to be something that you're not. Yeah.
1: I mean, and, and on the other hand, you can always examine yourself. You should always examine yourself and, and see if there's things that you can learn and things that you can do differently that aren't about who you are, but that are about how you're approaching the job. You you know, you, you have to be able to try to be self-aware and see if there's, things that you're doing that you should change so that those are two different things being yourself is one thing not trying to learn and improve or change your approach to doing the job uh, you should always be doing that
0: yes well you've got to be flexible don't you and, and always trying to develop yourself and, and learn
1: yeah there's always a chance to be a better version of yourself at, at at all points
0: yeah brilliant Daniel thanks once again for sharing your thoughts on being a Good principal player.
1: Well, it's been a great pleasure. Thank you so
0: much. That was violist Daniel Foster. What are your ideas on leading a section? Do let us know what you think. Send us an email at thestrad at thestrad.com or hit us up on social media. Our handles are famously all completely different. We're thestrad on Facebook, at the underscore strad underscore on Instagram, oh my God, or at thestradmag on X you'll find us. Just search for The Strad. Don't forget to check out thestrad.com, where you'll find the latest news, articles, and reviews on all things to do with string playing. If you like what you see and hear, register and subscribe to access exclusive archival content from 2010 onward. We've got 50% off an online subscription for students. And if you're not sure you're ready to subscribe, take out a free trial for seven days, start reading right away with no strings attached. If you happen to be on Apple Podcasts right now, give us a little review or rating. It'll help other people discover the podcast. Thanks for listening and tune in again soon for another episode. Take good care. Bye.